You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. Boys and girls, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Stadium Miguel. It's your favorite Uncle Silk. It's Dan. And Delatory. Mmm, that Wi-Fi lagging on vacation, man. It's, it's tough up here in the mountains, bro. <laughs> Where are you exactly? Banner Elk, North Carolina, about 40 oh, minutes outside of money. Yeah. That's where the millionaires vacation is what I hear. That's uh well, I'm at, I'm out of touch then. With the yeah, common man I, or uh, or with the people the here, either man. one. He's at the thousand now, Nick, suites because he's got the thousand year Wi Fi. <laughs> he's got my old Wi Fi. Made yeah, his way up yeah. to North Carolina. Um, <laughs> Nick, um I, I wanna I wanna set a picture here real quick. You were on a roller coaster earlier, or was that a metaphorical hmm. roller coaster? No, uh, uh literal. A literal, a literal roller coaster. coaster. What kind of theme nice. park is up there? Um, there. I think we're high enough up that they have some like ski resorts up here. Mm. Uh, so a it was just like a, it was a small, it was a little small mountain coaster. Yeah. Okay. That's fun. That's how too crazy. That, up that, there? Not 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 like Islands of Adventure or anything. Uh, just a small mm. little mountain coaster. Uh, I drive back oh, Friday. Um, no, but like something like a, like a four-year-old could go on. We, we have, we have some kids here. Uh, so oh, we, okay. we're trying to find some like activities to do with kids. Nice. Oh, very good. Very good. Um, well, thanks so much for, for, uh, interrupting your vacation, uh, to do this, uh, big week in Gator Nation. But before we get to that, uh, Silk, how was your weekend, my friend? You had a, a big weekend up there in Orlando? Yeah, man, had a uh, great time. We kicked it, had a, the roll-up crew. We interviewed the Sanford Three of Andre DeBose, uh, Ray Ray Armstrong, and Die Run Die. Um, great time, man. Andre DeBose is hilarious, bro. Like, next level funny. Uh, some great stories of, of his UF days and also his, his short uh, stint in the NFL. Um, mm. That'll be dropping in about a week and a half or so, man. We, we're doing some great uh, – intimate setting interviews at the kush offs these days so if you haven't checked out the roll up youtube check that out um but yeah we just kicked it man this one work um just trying to get as, as much content as i could get off before the fall hit man um might pack it up here a little bit and you know might got one more okay and that's it all right. that's it that's all i did what about you dan what you get into uh a little golf uh, a little boating uh, a very florida weekend uh, we had great weather here in tampa didn't rain finally uh, for a couple of days, so uh, just uh, get myself ready. Have a very busy uh, September and October, so just trying to to vibe out and enjoy uh, as much as I can. So um, always, whenever there's an opportunity to get on a boat, I do. Uh, so so I got to do that yesterday with an old friend of mine, um, and then 
that's kind of it. I'm, I'm taking my team and my work team to the Hard Rock Casino tomorrow, so I'm pretty excited about that. Rented a couple cabanas at the pool. I do a little gambling. Mm. Um, so just one day back in the office, and then we're doing calling an early release day. So hiring? Uh, films hiring? Yeah, we are. We are. We are hiring. Um, always hiring. Always hiring. So applications are open, um, unless you're a Miami sure. fan. Um in which case, I just don't have time for it. So uh, let's get started. Uh, as always, a show is sponsored. Wait, was that by... was that uh, Life Wallet you were talking about? No, 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 no. This is a real legitimate okay. business. But as always, <laughs> speaking of legitimate businesses, uh, as always, Stadium and Gale is sponsored by Alan Horn with Alan Horn Insurance. Visit him at www.allenhorninsurance.com or call him at 706-692-2888. Auto home renters, life, business insurance, retirement planning, boat insurance, RV insurance, whatever your needs may be. Give Alan and his team a call if you are in Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, or Alabama. Again, 706-692-2888 or allenhorninsurance.com. Silk, I know he's been sponsoring some of your stuff over with the roll-up yeah, as true. well. So thanks so much, Alan, for your support. Gentlemen. Right, Alan, man. Alan, Alan's solid, man. It's my guy. Alan, Alan is a dude. Alan is a good dude. Dude. Um, That's a perfect way to describe him, a dude. He that's a, a good that's a compliment bro yeah he's a good yeah. ass dude you know um well let's get to let's get started uh since the gators um since we last recorded this show the gators have added four commitments in what is otherwise probably one of the biggest friday night lights weekends uh post urban meyer gentlemen before we break down each commit obviously excitement is exuding in gator nation right now talk mm. to you a little bit about your thoughts so Hey man, this was our last, our last shot at having a good, good off season, and you know before this what this what Friday Night Lights was designed for uh, when 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 Meyer mm-hmm. designed it, um, get that extra little you know jumping recruiting right before the season kickoff, um, fireworks man, enjoyed it. Um, I like the staff's participation on the timeline and engagement. Um, they've been working hard. We see the effort as far as like uh. You know, the graphics, the, the videos, the work, the, the contact. We, we read it in the articles. They're, they're staying in contact. They're doing their job. Uh, we got to see some of the you know the fireworks and, and, the, and the fruits of that labor this weekend, man. So uh, we'll get into the commits and everything. But I mm-hmm. thought it was fun to watch everybody involved, even even with Trey Young Webb and, and the players that are already committed. Um, just things just coming around a little bit. We got to get the trenches together. Mm-hmm. We got to get that offensive line in the linebacker room. We got to figure that out. But it's coming together a little bit. Mm-hmm. Nick, it um, w- would love to know like how much it was orchestrated because I mean you got Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Right. It just was like it, it seemed like hey, we got these ducks in a row. Fireworks start bill. early, continue through the event. Um, but certainly that's the kind of momentum you want heading into uh, what is now a dead period, I believe, and, and then into the season. Um, now listen, don't. Don't drop the bag and have a terrible season, and, and you know, or start making some people. If you have a terrible, or 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 or, or, or uh, the bag <laughs> will be heavier if you have a terrible season. <laughs> Adding commas and zeros if you have a terrible right. season. But shout out to, uh, I mean, shoot, guys, we go back a month ago, and the streets were acting wild. Um, the social media streets were crazy. People were getting fired. 
Um, mm. and, and right now, Florida's sitting in a good spot, and and I think with a legitimate chance at a, a top ten class. Yeah, I think that that's almost kind of a a, a necessary and foreseen. Um, thing that will happen uh, with the Gators uh, finishing the top 10. I think if you look back uh, about a month ago, the Gators are ranked uh, 41st on one of the services. Now they're ranked 12th, 13th on, on 247 or on three, whatever one you look at. Uh, but beyond just that, um, you know, the class has 16 commits right now. Uh, 12 of them are four stars or four of them are, are three stars, uh, which puts Florida just behind Notre Dame, Clemson, uh, and Ohio State uh, as having the most blue chips prospects uh, in the country. Blue chip prospect, obviously, being a four or five star player, uh, obviously, an insanely talented class uh, of quality. Um, I still think that they probably need one of the the two or three big names that are left on their board to to really be. Uh, that solid game changer, your Kermani McLean type of players. Uh, but for all intents and purposes, just one of the most um, star studded classes the Gators have had uh, as a, as a whole ratio uh, from what I can tell. We still got a lot of room, a lot of room yeah. for uh, activities. Um, well, well the rooms uh, limitless. I mean, you don't have limits. There's no 25 limits. So, Go ahead and go ahead and get off. Pause. Right, I, I like the quality though. I think it's, right. it's, a, it's, a, it's a certain quality they have right now. It's been a it's, it's been a slow process, mm-hmm. uh, but I do like the uh, the quality in their approach so far. Um, we got some misses, and I think uh, this staff and this they're built to to keep recruiting, even if like the kid committed elsewhere. Um, these coaches are going to get busy. Um, this would I think that the season. I flips are going to come from the off the field staff, you know, um, these mm-hmm. coaches and wins, of course, the production on the field, but off the field staff is going to be busy this fall, man. These coaches are not going to be in the ear of these recruits like they were all summer and not going to have the same time. And that's what these millions of staffers we have off the field are going to play their part with standing contact, uh, staying mm-hmm. up to date, just treating these kids and pampering them all the way to signing day. So um, we're still on the hunt. We'll get, I no, I think our commits, but we still in the hunt. Yeah, no, I think uh, right before we do that, I think that you're you're finally starting to see uh, some of the big names um, that uh, you know that are on this staff starting to make an impact on the recruiting side. Obviously, uh, you know a lot of folks were excited when um, Bree Wade came over, and then when Katie Turner came over. Uh, obviously, a lot of excitement there. You know, still going to take some time to, to to build their processes and build their systems into place. Uh, obviously, you've heard of of Coach Pira. Uh, you know, we've heard of some of the other support staffers, but you started to hear uh, Coach Hippolyte and a few of the other off the field support staffers uh, that maybe were completely unknown or just starting to get their uh, their work. Uh, started when the last recruiting staff or the, when the last recruiting uh, group was was getting signed on, but starting to really build and, and benefit from the relationships of being able to to have your medical for your metaphorical fingers, pardon me, uh, plugged into enough metaphorical holes uh, to be able to make sure that things aren't getting missed. Right, so I'm um, excited to see what the support staff's going to do. But uh, again, one of the biggest uh, recruiting weekends in a long time uh, for the Gators. So let's start uh, with the recruit that committed on. On Thursday, uh, that was four-star cornerback Jakeem Jackson from Osceola uh, High School there in Kissimmee, uh, six foot and a half, 
cornerback, 180 pounds, uh, four-star by, by all services, um, and uh, ranked on the on-three consensus uh, as the number 21 player uh, in the country, but uh, our number 21 DB in the country. But, uh, Sel, give me your thoughts on uh, Jakeem Jackson. Man, uh, huge wingspan, rangy. Mm-hmm. How you want defensive backs these days? Tall, I think he's still growing a little bit. Uh, I think he's going to rise in the rankings even more. Uh, but just a good great by Corey Raymond. We got to do what we got to do in, in, on the I-4. We, uh, we got mm-hmm. some misses on the I-4, but a yep. great get. Um, I think he could play several spots in the secondary, if not all three, but he, de- he damn sure could play star or either corner. Um, I think overall good get, man. Mm-hmm. Nick, any thoughts? Very good. Nick. Sorry, I was uh, I was sorry. very good. Um, <laughs> like Silk said, long rangey, um, built how you want you want to see DBs, how B, how how B, DBs. Sorry, I'm talking to BT, uh, mm. trying to talk about DBs. Um, how you want DBs? Um, and, and I think right now you're seeing kind of uh, what the Corey Raymond effect, like what having Corey Raymond on your team. Uh, can do for you and, and not just with Jakeem but a, as you know we'll get more commits here um, it, it was a really good start to the weekend for Florida um, and, and I think really started you know got the ball rolling mm-hmm. yeah no definitely a, a very solid player um, you know one of the the three guys that, that Florida was recruiting from Osceola High School um, obviously a, a very talented player uh, on three has him ranked as their 13th best cornerback in the country. Uh, you know, I know a lot of people when they think of cornerbacks, they think of the, the big names that are out there, your Cormani McLean's and your, uh, your, your Harris's, but you know, he's, he's no slouch, definitely a, a great cornerback uh, offers from Tennessee, Auburn, Penn state, uh, Miami, Georgia, uh, Alabama, you know, kind of the, the whole sure. kit and caboodle of, of, of teams around the country uh, offered him. So, um, you know, Gators have been training for him for a while, uh, but still, you still have to close and you still have to get those guys. And, uh, you know, again, a great get for the, uh, for the University of Florida. Uh, speaking of names that you should get, Aiden Mizell is the next individual that committed, uh, six foot, 280 pounds out of Boone High School there in Orlando. Uh, both of his parents were in track at the University of Florida Speedster. Uh, on three has him ranked uh, as their 44th best player in the country, uh, fifth best wide receiver. Uh, the on three consensus puts him at a 93, uh, nationally 15th best wide receiver. Uh, speedster guy that's going to get open. Uh, Kerry Colbert putting that work in the offseason, or the, uh, the timeline fired him. Uh, last off season, but uh, he's putting in some work, building a great class. I still get your thoughts on Aiden myself. Cobra doing what he got to do, man. Mm. Doing what he got to do. Um, yeah, Aiden Mazel is a great one, man. We, we we're answering exactly what we 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 need or right? our needs. Mm. Not just uh top ranked wide receiver, but speedy wide receivers. Eugene Wilson was another one. Uh, Creed Whitmore is is also very athletic uh, and twitchy type wide receiver. So. Um, we, we're getting the type of receiver that exactly what we're missing from our, our wide receiver room. So another great get. I think he can play out of the slot or outside. Very fast track kid. Um, you can see him <laughs> scratch the field or catch the ball in, in short in short parameters and take it the distance. Either either way, man, he could get to the end zone. So a uh, really good get by the staff, man. Uh, along that I four, baby. Let's just keep camping out, man. Master our own our, our, our surroundings. You know what I'm saying? Lock this Florida thing down. We'll figure out the rest later. 
Yeah, uh, I think uh, really uh, a, a recruitment and a player that the past staff had dropped the ball on completely. There was a point where a a top 100 um, wide receiver who had parents that were alumni wasn't even getting discussed or talked about as a potential for Florida. So credit to Kerry Colbert, Billy Napier, and, and the staff for getting back in it. With Aiden Mizell, um, we have him as the number 93 prospect, 15th best wide receiver. These are the kind of, you know, recruiting battles you need to win um, if you want to get back in it and, and start being relevant nationally. Um, so huge for Florida. Yeah, I mean, how many how many kids has Florida lost over the last couple of years where their parents did go to UF, right? And and where they should have been, you know, otherwise, you know, shoe-ins for the class because they didn't recruit them well or they lost contact, uh, they got lazy about it, right? Um, Mizell is obviously a kid that you not only want at the University of Florida because of how talented he is, he's the type of kid that you need in that class uh, because you feel like he's going to have that connection. He's going to probably be a guy that that helps recruit and, and bring other folks in. He's familiar with the university. He's familiar with uh, the orange and blue. So, you know, definitely a guy that, that you want and want to make sure that you grab that commitment early and, you know, being able to get it before the season starts you know, allows, you know, that continued momentum of, hey, these are the types of kids that I want to play with, right? Um, you don't want to be the only superstar in your class. So, you know, you have another couple guys in there, all of a sudden, you know, what did what did Mizell see in Florida? You know, that maybe somebody that didn't have interest, you know, might have, you know, might now see in Florida. So, you know, getting him is is great for the class, especially, you know, having to dig out of a, a little bit of a hole. And I think that this staff is showing uh, that they are, you know, very good recruiters. And I think that Kerry Colbert's answered a lot of questions that people had about him, you know, and what he would bring from a recruiting perspective as well. All right. Next one that commit on Saturday. Um, the Gators uh, grabbed a commitment from uh, safety Jordan Castell, a six foot two hundred ninety pounds from West Orange uh, High School in Winter Garden, Florida. Um, you know, ranked four star by most uh, of the services on three has him ranked uh, as the tenth best safety in the country, one hundred thirtieth uh, overall. Um, you know, some of the other services, I think one of them has him in the has him as a three star, but for the most part, you know, a, a highly thought of safety new guy that's going to be able to, to come in has otherwise been considered a silent commit for a few months now. Uh, but certainly great to see his name on the commit list had offers from uh, Auburn, Alabama, Tennessee, Penn state, Ohio state, a uh, number of other schools that, that you can, uh, that you probably assume. Uh, so again, another nice uh, four star for this class. Silk, any thoughts on him? Uh, I like, I like him at safety, but also they like that he lines up at corner in high school and looks really good at it. Um, so he's a lot of safeties can't go out on the island and play corner like that. So I do like his skill set. Um, very good get, man. Along the I four, they just doing what they got to do, man. Uh, I think it's a very a very good commitment. Some some other guys on the I four that would like to take a jab at, um, but right now in the safety room, you know, it's pretty solid. I don't want to take all the takes, so I want to like. Let Nick start going first. All right, I'll let Nick. I'll get. I'll let Nick go for the last one. I like. Uh, I think it's. He's more of like a strong safety. Um, really big wingspan. I think he's six two with like a six foot five wingspan. Um, right. Long frame. Um, I, I think he's. He's the kind of guy you you walk down playing the box. Um, 
But uh, uh, like Dan said, someone, someone who was someone who was <laughs> someone who was committed, um, probably silently or lean silently for a while. Um, uh, we're talking sports here, boys. Talk, we're talking sports. <laughs> these, these oh man, I clicked off the page and I heard you talking about playing in the box. I just didn't know what you were talking about. Anyway, good get before you said before. I for corridor. Yeah, no, obviously great player. Um, you know, guy that we've talked about a lot on this show. Uh, Florida needs some some safety, um, you know, depth back there. They're going to be graduating a few, uh, not just you know after this season, but the season after that. Uh, potentially some guys leaving early for the NFL as well. I uh, so always want to make sure that you have a solid group back there. Uh, getting coached up by Patrick Tony. Uh, a lot of good things have been said by uh, by recruits about Patrick Tony, and then certainly you know with Corey Raymond being back there as well. I'm certainly a great one-two punch uh, for the University of Florida. Uh, and finally, uh, the Gators shove the Miami Hurricanes in the locker. We shove them in the locker for, for Jackson yeah. too, like in yeah, yeah. Mizell. We right. should like like people just want to go in. Yeah. and Castell. Like we we shoved them in the locker. Those mm-hmm. takes all those were takes for Miami. Like I don't, oh, don't yeah. let nobody oh, confuse absolutely. you on that. But go ahead, then. The Gators. For the fourth time in four days, shove Miami locker, grab former Miami commit Andy Jean, uh, wide receiver out of Northwestern High School in Miami, Florida, six foot one, uh, 180 pounds, offers from Miami, uh, Texas AM, uh, Alabama, Georgia. Uh, all the schools that you want to compete up against and win. Uh, on three has him ranked as the 25th best wide receiver in the country. Um, their on three consensus has him ranked at 354. Um, yes, on three is very high on him. ESPN 247 and Rive is a little bit lower uh, on him. But for all intents and purposes, looking at film and everything else, I think that this is a guy that probably ends up being one of your top 20, 30 wide receivers uh, in the country. Uh, Pretty rangy, shifty, uh, especially for his size at 6'1", speedy. Uh, Nick, what are your thoughts on uh, the grab of Andy Jean? Yeah, I think – Jean and not Jean, right? Nah, well, clear it up. He he is Haitian. He's Haitian, but it's Jean. Um, Okay. It, uh, I think his is he's probably faster than his verified speed. Like I don't know if you if you put him on like the lasers, you probably get him get him at like four or five. But you turn on the film and he's running past people. Um, mm-hmm. So you put some pads on him and he's going to run faster. Um, really shifty, a guy that I think can can get behind the defense. Um, we're on three was actually higher, I think, on all four of Florida's commits this past week um, than other recruiting services. Um, but Gene is, is another guy. I think you could play him in the slot. It'll be interesting to see. He's about six foot one, one eighty right now. Could be a slot guy, but uh, you get a little bit, uh, a little bit bigger. Um, and, and just watching him play, I think you know he could be an X uh, or a Z as well. Uh, last year, I think he had forty catches with seven hundred thirty, seven hundred fifty yards somewhere around there. Um, and playing against his biggest test, had a huge game against IMG Academy. So. Uh, you know you're playing so down there. Bring up your team. Never. Um, you know, uh, playing down there, in Miami Northwestern. You're playing against some of the best competition in, in some hard nosed games. Um, so huge gift for Florida. Uh, needed to address the wide receiver room. 
and looking at the guys they have right now in that room in this signing class, uh, there was some slander about Kerry Colbert, um, and, and, you know, last signing day, and I think he mm-hmm. has gone and totally redeemed himself. There totally you go. Um, yeah, no, definitely a, a good class when you look at, at wide receiver. Um, obviously, we've talked about Mizell. Uh, we talked about Gene. Uh, Silk earlier brought up Eugene Wilson from from Gaither High School, and we'll talk about the other Gaither High School prospect here uh, in a moment. Um, and then, you know, right now in that class also uh, is is uh, Creed Whittemore, who Nick mentioned, and then Tyree Patterson. Now there is some smoke out there. If you look at some crystal balls, that he may flip over to UCF. Uh, has not happened yet, but as a member of that class, uh, you look at them and they're they're all kind of different, right? You you have some speed, you have some size, uh, you know, but ultimately a lot of very athletic uh, individuals. Um, you know, the the old, I guess, stature of person or the type of person that uh, Billy Gonzalez was recruiting at the position was 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 tall, big, kind of tree trunk type uh, wide receivers. And this group seems a, a little bit more to to fill out each particular role. So a uh, shout out to Kerry Colbert, shout out to that staff for, uh, or that, that group of folks recruiting uh, because they're, they're certainly starting to change the makeup of that room. And I think for the better. Yeah, man, locking down that 305, man. <laughs> um, like uh, hyperbole a little bit there, but. Yeah, I think it's good to get just just like just harping down on what we we keep saying every show. Uh, mm-hmm. All these kids are Florida kids. Um, we're not we're not on the West Coast with it. We're not in the Northeast with it. Uh, we're getting talented kids that Texas A and M is after. Texas A and M wanted Andy Jean, Bama Atham, LSU, mm-hmm. Miami. Like we're not winning battles versus teams that aren't after these kids. So um, just great gets, man. And also it's in state. So mm-hmm. we keep Miami down there getting kids from programs like Miami Northwestern. Those are those are haymakers, man. Uh, mm-hmm. That ain't just a commit. That's a commit commit. That mm-hmm. hit a little different. Yeah, no, obviously bring a, a certain level of competition as well uh, that they're used to playing with and experienced with. And and I think I saw this that every single one of the Gators commitments that they have right now is within uh, 350 miles of campus. I think 14 of them are from the state of Florida, two are from Georgia, uh, but again, all from a commutable distance. And that's the area that, you know, every single uh, coach talks about locking down. Uh, And this seems like the first time in a very long time uh, that that's where their energy and effort is. And I'll applaud uh, this coaching staff, obviously, certainly Corey Raymond and a number of other coaches have had experience recruiting Florida and being around Florida, Uh, but to be able to come in and grab uh, 14 commits you know, in the state in eight months of being on the job with, with new relationships and competing against a lot of schools with a lot of very embedded relationships in the state of Florida, uh, I think shows how good the staff could potentially be. Now, certainly it's not over yet to take it across the finish line. There's going to be a lot of competition for a lot of your big prospects that are still out there and are on your committed list right now. But I think to be able to come in to grab those, build or grab those kids, build those relationships. Uh, only is going to continue to get you know Florida more solidified, and hopefully, you know, for their sake, continue to get these big dogs that they need in the recruiting um, uh, to, to continue to build their recruiting class. Because ultimately, you know, we mentioned, you know, Nick, you said it. Uh, Florida's on pace right now to probably finish in the top ten. Florida, I think, it needs to be at a minimum uh, top ten class every year, uh, if not starting to get into that, you know, eight, seven, six, five 
four plus range here soon. Um, other commit, uh, you know, certainly was a guy that I think a lot of people were were wondering and, and curious about. Uh, also from Gaither High School, Dijon Johnson, uh, former uh, commit to uh, Ohio, or former yeah commit to Ohio State, uh, was on campus this weekend. Six foot, one hundred and ninety pounds. Uh, has offers from Florida, Miami, Ohio State, Ole Miss, a number of other schools. Uh, was on campus, maybe even on commit watch, um, but uh, does end up leaving uh, Gainesville uh, after spending two days uh, in Gainesville, uh, including a a potential um, rumor that was out there that he was going to leave in the middle of the night on Friday and head down to Miami. Uh, that got stopped, uh, but he was on campus for two days. Uh, any thoughts on on what you guys have been hearing uh, from that visit? Nick, what you hearing, bro, from the mountains? <laughs> the mountains are speaking to me. Um, great visit. And um, I don't know how real the plan was to to leave and, and head down to Miami, um, regardless of whatever the validity of that was at the time. It didn't come to fruition. Um, I think a lot of what is going to happen with some guys that are uncommitted um, – you know, whether it's Cormani or, or any of these, these top guys who are going to be uncommitted is, is going to be a lot of what, what is the product looking like on the field? Um, it's not just wins and losses, but what do you look like? What's the direction look like? Can you sell that if you're Florida, if you're Billy Napier or whatever position coach it is? So I think um, a lot of these guys that aren't, you know, committing now and, and shutting it down before their season and before the college football season are, are going to be looking to see, okay, well, I've heard what you've said to me all summer. Does that show up on the field? Or have you been selling me fool's gold? Mm -hmm. What's up with Dijon? Is he is he deciding soon? What are you hearing? Dijon um, Johnson. Must on the beat. So let's break down this real quick. So I do want to talk about. So Dijon was, was heading to uh, to the University of Florida for his uh, a visit for the Friday Night Lights and the cookout and shenanigans over the weekend. Um, my man Corey Bender and the good folks at Own Three, they reporting it, doing their thing, you know, keeping the people, you know, on point of what's going on. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, there's some smoke about him maybe uh leaving Florida early to go to Miami uh for a visit, which all got kind of got put out. So there, there is some games being played between Miami and UF this recruiting cycle. Uh, but what what, what was happening on that front? Because he didn't end up making Miami after a lot of my uh, mustard tweets that went out. Um, so he actually had tweet delete uh, real quick uh, about a week ago, um, about a week before Friday Night Lights, that he was decommitting from from Ohio State. Um, Corey had already put in a flip prediction to him about a month prior to that. There have been um, some stuff behind the scenes where we had felt pretty good that, that a flip was coming. Um, it, it's interesting because you've got – people in our industry want to break news. Um, I'm not in the business of – and I don't think Corey is or we are in the business of putting ourselves ahead of them. Like I, We're not the ones who uh, have put in the time and, and the practice and, and the dedication to have that moment. Um, mm -hmm. We'll report on the news. We're not trying to make the news. Um, and maybe some people are not worried about a 17-year-old kid having the best moment of his life. They want to be the first person to report it. So mm -hmm. um, I, I feel strongly that Florida's in a good spot with him. 
Um, and, and I think that's, you know, probably where I'll leave it. I think Florida sits in a good spot with him and, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. I know that there was a, a, a tweet and an article put out by rivals yesterday, uh, announcing his commitment. Obviously there's a lot of smoke out there. Um, I'm not in the business. Amateur hour, uh, man. That's what's going on. Right, yeah. Man. A lot of amateur yeah, bushly reporting, man. I, I'll say, I, I think it's, Odd, and I know that you know you, you certainly have to get your ducks in a row, and you want to be able to have an article to to put out, um, to tweet. But I, I think the idea of breaking the announcement uh, that of somebody else's decision to to be a bit odd. Um, I've always found it odd when you know players find out that they're traded on ESPN, but ultimately it's it's contractual. They don't really have you know much to say in the process. It's just a nature, unfortunately, of professional sports. But I've always kind of found it odd when, when folks are trying to jump the gun on an individual trying to make a, a personal announcement. And I and I I feel bad for the kid, um, you know, because now there's a lot of pressure and now there's also a lot of disappointment um, you know, in in things that are going to get thrown his way if he doesn't commit to the school that a lot of people think he's going to commit to, right? If he doesn't end up coming to Florida, now you have an entire fan base that is mad because they all of a sudden, you know, felt like something happened that would have otherwise been ours, right? Was it amateur hour reporting? Maybe a little bit. Was it going to be a, a kid that felt cold feet? Whatever, whatever it might be, I do feel bad for the individual that, that has to go through the process. Um, I like the way that Corey and I like the way that, that on threes handled it. But, but ultimately, I think the rush to you know, announce a kid's decision and, and break the news for the kid is, is an unfortunate part of the business that I don't understand ethically why it's, I guess, continue to allow to progress. And, and some, you know, these large organizations that start to put their foot down, um, you know, to, to make sure that it gets limited or stopped. Yeah, and, think, and you can make uh, a mistake. I mean, I, we've, sure. we've got stories that, that are written and they're written oh, yeah, of course. Two, two months in advance. Um, and mm -hmm. you can accidentally make something. I mean, we had we had reaction videos for two of the three or two of the four commitments before I, I left on vacation. Um, and I was nervous because they're loaded onto our YouTube page. And I'm thinking, shoot, don't don't hit public. Make sure this is private. Mm -hmm. you know, not trying to have this go out before before it goes official. And you can make mistakes. That happens. Um, mm -hmm. you, you tweet. Try not to. Yeah, sure is. But I think I think like. I think the culture of this needs, just needs to be cut your notification of the, of the kid on on all the apps, and when they announce it, you announce it. There's no breaking of like that time unless the kid comes directly directly to you and say break my right. commitment. I don't like nah like it's rumors and it's nonsense to be reporting and, and ruining the moment. I don't think there's no way around it outside of like an accident on YouTube, like you said. But that's not the case right here. Everybody's just jumping the gun. It's not the first case with us either. Like I don't know what, what's going on around us, man. It's like sabotage, self sabotage yeah. a little bit. Yeah, we had the we had the, the AJ Harris thing kind of pop up. We we had you know this one. Um, you know, I, I think that a a new standard editorial standard, Nick. I've got an idea for a new editorial standard. Uh, don't publish an article. Not you guys. You guys do a fine job, right? But but just for the the industry as a whole don't publish the article unless you have a quote from the kid or you can link back to a tweet or something that that kid put out that says I'm committed, right? That should be your new editorial standard that, Hey, we're not just going to put in an article out, you know, that just breaks down who he is and what his background is and what school he went to and how many interceptions he had, but, but have something that links back to that. Cause it's, it's unfortunate. It seems to be happening a lot, obviously 
it's happened a couple of times in Florida now, but ultimately it seems like it's happening a lot. And I, I start to feel bad for these kids because this is their, you know, for most of them, they're their one opportunity to make that announcement. So enough harping on that, Nick. You there's do a no, great job. There's no reward Not, for being first. That's the right. thing about it. Like nobody's getting trophies at in, in December. They're like, yo, you can't, you you reported first the most the most times this year, man. You're MVP of Twitter reports. <laughs> you, you, you don't know what kind of secret awards we have, huh? I can see it. No, I, I do. I do tell if, people if the that awards are secret, they're not even worth having. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody. It, it, it's 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 strictly like a journalist thing. Like we, you, you, other journalists will recognize if I break a story. Like my my peers, people I work with, even at opposing companies, will be like, "Hey, man, great job getting that scoop." But like nobody else knows, and I tell people that all the time. It's like, yeah, cool, but like nobody cares. Nobody really cares. I was just gonna say out first. It's just the news. It's like an industry thing where Probably we before, know but... who broke it, but it's like it doesn't really matter. As long as your news is out in a timely fashion, reported well it's and correctly, now. it doesn't matter who's first and who's last. It's a 48-hour cycle. It's fleeting, time, you, break, you break something, there's something else being broken in, in, in a day, a day and a half. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, we have uh, we can, can certainly continue on this discussion, but we do have our guest waiting. Uh, Silk, why don't you give us a quick Graham Co. ad read? For sure. And we'll get the Florida Gators baseball catcher, BT Reapel, on the show. Be sure to visit thegramco.com. Use coupon code S20. What is it? 25SG25. SG, which one? SG25. SG25. Be sure to use coupon code SG25 at checkout for 25% off of Delta 8 THC products. Uh, gummies come in three flavors, watermelon, fruit punch, and blue raspberry. They also have Sativadol products, which is uh, CBD um, derived. They also have Wake and Bake Coffee and uh, Pre-Rolls. Again, use coupon code SG25 for 25% off of all Delta 8 Gramco products. BT, what it do? How's it going, guys? BT, um, I, I learned that it was Bradley. Um, I don't want you to tell us what the T stands for because I make up something whenever you hit home runs. Like the T stands for tanks. Um, so don't don't ruin uh, this tiny little bubble that I'm living in. But we're we're happy to be <laughs> to be joined by BT Ryapel, um, a new Gator Collective athlete, and. Um, Someone who, after the season you had, I was a little surprised that uh, I'd be seeing you again. I thought it'd be a one and done uh, for BT in Gainesville. But uh, before we get to that, BT, just tell us a little bit about um, yourself. Mary from Marietta, Georgia, grew up there, uh, played high school there. I, I, did you travel a bunch? I think you were uh, a military family. Yeah, I. Um, so I'm from Atlanta. Um, I was actually born in South Florida in Boca Raton. My dad was in the um, five six one baby. Let him know, right. BT. That's right. <laughs> I guess uh, that's my claim anyway. I haven't been there since I was born, but uh, not missing man. much. Yeah, oh, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I gotta go visit uh, Carson Finvold. He's living down there. So, um, but yeah, from there, grew up in Atlanta. Uh, my parents actually live down in Tampa now. Um, when I graduated high school, they moved down here. So, you know, blessed to be on the water down here and. Um, yeah, just enjoying it. Perfect. We're and, around, uh, around the corner for me. Yeah, you've got we're all we're all South Florida. Me and Dan are from Broward County. Silk's from West Palm. Uh, Dan lives in Tampa now. Uh, me and you are the uh, Alachua County residents, though. 
There we go. Uh, BT, has anybody told you you look a little like Jason Aldean? Jason Aldean, never heard that. Oh, okay. I guess it's because I'm growing out the beard a little bit right now. Yeah, I, I see can it. see it. I see it. Uh, BT, before uh, – I know Nick is going to pepper you with questions, but Nick knows you better than, than we all do. You started uh, your career uh, at Coastal Carolina. Talk to us a little bit about what your high school to college transition was like, about your recruiting and you know what it was like and ultimately why you decided on Coastal, and, and then we'll, we'll get into the Gators after that. Yeah. Um, funny story. Uh, football was kind of my main sport in high school. Um, you know, I never really prioritized baseball. I was always football. I played football during the summer. Um, never really did any baseball camps and showcases or anything to kind of, you know, put my name out there. Um, you know, I, one night I just played a summer ball game and it got rained out and we started playing at like midnight or something later about about one o'clock or something like that. And Coastal saw me and they liked me and offered me the next day. I went up for a visit and it's kind of a done deal. It was super quick. Um, you know, I guess an easy process, unlike a lot of people. Um, but yeah, that was, that was kind of mine. Um, you know, being at Coastal was, was a blessing for me. It was a perfect fit at the time. Um, you know, I learned a lot from really good coaches up there. Uh, Gary Gilmore, Kevin Schnall, Drew Thomas, Matt Schilling. Um, you know, really gave me the best uh, atmosphere to to progress myself as a player and as a person. Um, and, uh, you know, it was just time to go. But but I uh, I'm in forever indebted to those guys to give me the opportunity to play there and just kind of ran with it. Hey, I wanted to ask about that. So um, knowing Sully for a while, he kind of when the transfer portal became a thing, he thought, hey, listen, we recruit so well at the high school level. We don't need this. We're not going to really use the portal. Um, and, and then uh, you came along, and I was like, hey, man, you lied to me. You, this is not a high school kid. Um, and just what was that process like for you um, to even think about entering the transfer portal? Um, and then how quickly do uh, does your phone start blowing up once your name is in there? Yeah. Um, I guess kind of just like my previous um, recruiting process, it was pretty quick for me. Um. You know, I decided to leave not for really baseball reasons. It was more um, just I thought that after COVID happened and everything, I wasn't going to get enough money or financial compensation for me to go play pro ball. I've always prioritized school before sports. Um, and being up in South Carolina, I, you know, I made a lot of connections and, and whatnot, but I didn't want to live there. You know, I wanted to live in South Florida. I wanted to really start prioritizing my studies and getting a reputable degree. Um Ultimately, I didn't know where I'd go. I thought I was just going to go to school somewhere. Um, but I put my name in the portal and, and I got the opportunity to come to Florida to get a, you know, obviously a top five um, public school degree in the country and play at, you know, one of the most prestigious baseball programs as well. So it was really a blessing in disguise for me there, too. It was kind of, like I said, really quick. I entered the portal. I was driving home and 20 minutes into my drive, Craig Bell called me and was like, hey, you want to come play for the Gators? I was like, done. Yeah. That's incredible, bro. <laughs> it's just yeah. over. Yeah, it was incredible it was, to just say, yo, I'm just going to throw my yeah. name here because I want to just get a better education. Yeah. And then, boom, UF hit you up like, hey, man, we interested. Yeah, they, they were like, you want to come play for the Gators? I was like, I called my dad. I was like, yeah, this is a good fit. And he's like, why are you talking to me right now? Why aren't you talking to that? <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> it kind of happened. You, you, you better have said yes before you called me. Like, what are we, what are we doing here, son? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, it was hard for him because everybody in my family was a null. So uh, oh, I just had to clear that up real quick. But well, that's a good time to switch. No doubt about it. 
<laughs> so so bt what was um what was the difference you know obviously you could you come to florida you, you have a, a few years of experience in coastal carolina uh under your belt so you know probably the transition to college being able to balance you know kind of everything beyond baseball for you is, is probably a little bit easier obviously new campuses new major probably new classes stuff like that but what, what was it like transitioning to the to the baseball program obviously you know florida is a you know, great cast of players, you know, last year was a, you know, a little up and down, you know, this season, you know, they're, they're going to rely a lot, you know, on a new catcher to come in and, and be able to make an impact. But what was that like in that experience for you transitioning, you know, from one program to another? Honestly, it was, it was super easy for me. Um, and I give that credit to, you know, every good coach or mentor or person that I've been around to kind of put me in a position to you know, get out of my comfort zone and go somewhere else where I haven't been before. Um, and it was a new stage, like you said, um, you know, it, it really was kind of easy. I didn't put any pressure on myself. Like I said, I thought I was just going to go to school. So I got the opportunity and um, really just made the most of it. I just wanted to go in there. I told my parents, I was like, look, I just want to go in there and be myself. I felt, you know, the year prior, I wasn't myself. I was putting too much pressure on myself in, in a lot of different areas other than baseball as well. And um, I just kind of let loose. I just realized that, you know, I'm, you know, this is one of my four years in college that I get. And obviously I get a fifth, but I was just trying to have as much fun as I can, you know, be as positive as I can, be a leader for some guys that haven't been in the positions that I've been in before. Um, and it all just kind of happened organically to where I, I started playing more and got the opportunity and, um, you know, just made the most of it. So, you know, the transition was was super easy for me, I think. See, w watching guys in the fall, obviously it was like you, Mac, um, and, and Renee, him being young, um, but – what what was your thought process going into the year? Did you think, okay, well, I'll just get uh, some games at DH, get some games behind the plate to spell Mac? What, what, what were your expectations, you know, from, I guess, when you guys first start in, in August and, you know, up until, you know, right before February 14th or 15th, whenever the, the season started? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, during the fall games, I caught, like, a total of, what, four innings and 36 innings that we played as a team. Um, in the last two innings of the UGA scrimmage, like the ninth and the tenth inning, or something like that, um, I knew the type of player I was. I know my work ethic. I know, you know, when the lights turn on, it's a little bit different, and I tend to, you know, do a little bit better when those turn on. Um, I can't really speak on the other guys, but you know, I just trying to. I knew who I am. Um, I know what I can do and and what I could provide for the team, whether it be you know on the bench or as a teammate or you know hitting four hole, which you know happened to be at the end of the year. Um, but it just, you know, I didn't put pressure on myself. I really just believed in, you know, that the coaches would put the best lineup um, out there for us to win. And, um, you know, it just took a little bit of time for that to, you know, I guess fall into my hands and, you know, in my in my favor. But What, what were the – I'm not, not looking for you to, like, talk down about uh, Coastal at all, but what were the differences between the two programs? Obviously, Florida has – uh, a, a big shiny new stadium and new facilities and things like that. Just what were the differences day to day facility wise, the way the programs were run um, in, in your estimation? Well, I mean, you mentioned facilities and stadiums, coastals uh, facilities. If you haven't seen it or been there in person, it's, it's top notch as well. Um, I wouldn't say, I mean, it's a couple more years older than, um, than, Condren ballpark now i could i could say not yeah sure. there you go look at that yeah, think about that for a second um but uh you know i would say more from a day-to-day -day basis it was a little bit more uh demanding from coastal um being 
you know, at a smaller level D1, which we wouldn't consider it that we were, we were at the same level as everybody else. But, you know, being at a mid-major school or a group five school, we had to be a little bit more on top of our stuff on our P's and Q's every day to compete with the high level programs like Florida that gets these blue chip recruits, you know, relatively easily, so to speak. Um, you didn't have the high level recruits like myself. Um, you kind of had to develop them and you put in a little bit more time, a little bit more effort um, into the everyday process. So you're, you're ready for spring. You touch on a lot more high detail things that could happen within a game that you never see, but if it happens, you know, you're prepared for it and you're ahead of the, the opponent. Um, I would say that's the biggest thing is, uh, you know, not just relying on your talent, but, um, you know, really prioritizing the little stuff. And, you know, that's one thing that I try to bring with me to um, UF. And I think I can, you know, apply it a little bit more this year, having more of a, a leadership role throughout the entire year, not just the spring, is uh, bringing that, you know, being on your P's and Q's every day and putting forth uh, your best foot. Um, and uh, that's what we could, that's what we can do this year to, you know, you know, be add on top of that really good talent that we have. So. What are your goals for next season? Like, what are you trying to accomplish before you uh, before you set sail? Well, I think it's important not to set uh, your goals too high. Um, you know, we're just trying to go out there and win every game that we can. That starts with the first day of practice that we have in the fall together, the first workout, everything. Not taking you know too many big steps, but just you know small increments up and uh, keep moving forward. Um, two things that I'm really going to prioritize this year: being a leader, and I know it starts with Sully and all the way down, and we're all on board. You know, having having high character individuals that, you know, can go out into the community and, you know, represent this school well, because everybody that supports UF wants those people to uh, to play on their teams. That's number one. And then number two is, um, you know, with with the talent that we have, we're going to put, um, you know, all the effort necessary to become a national championship program again. And, you know, that happens to, you know, guys that actually win those national championship stuff. It comes a little bit of luck along the way. But. Um, we're going to put the effort into uh, being being in the contention for that at the end of the year. I promise you that. The the two programs you've played for uh, did that in sixteen and seventeen, respectively. Um, Sorry, that's my claim to fame. I played for two national championship winning programs. Not a lot of people. Look at that. Not a lot of people. Not many at all. Not many at all. What um. What was obviously looking at your numbers? Uh, it might seem like a silly question because you didn't have any trouble. What was it like playing? Uh, once SEC ball started, you know, that first month is wild because you're playing five nights a week, uh, weather permitting. Um, but then the SEC schedule starts and you start going to some of these stadiums and, and facing some of these guys that go, you know, uh, first rounders, the guys throwing 98. Uh, I think Tidwell comes in. Uh, you didn't mind facing. Um, shoot, who was the kid from Tennessee that threw like 107? Blank on his name. You took him deep in uh, – <laughs> you took him deep, Joyce. Yeah, you took Joyce deep in uh, in Hoover. What was it like just getting in? And it, was this the best, I guess, best collection of talent that you played with and against? Absolutely. I mean, the SEC speaks for itself in all sports. Um, but uh, no, it. You know, my whole entire life, I felt like I've always played up or played down in my competition. I mean, if you look at my midweek numbers, we we played against smaller level schools. Um, not to take away from them, but it's not the talent you see on the weekends. Um, and I didn't play as well. And then I go and play the weekend against some really top-notch pitcher and, you know, kind of see myself settle in and, and be who I think I am. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, the SEC is unbelievable. Um, every team that we play, it doesn't matter if you're first or last in the league that year. It's, it's pretty uh, 
super competitive and I, you know, I thrive on that, I think. And I think a lot of really good players end up thriving on that as well. So it was a, it's a super cool experience for me. What was it like uh, transitioning uh, to Gainesville? I mean, obviously a, a, a pretty different place, um, you know, from where you were there in South Carolina, but what was that transition like for you? I mean, being in a, being an athlete, it's pretty easy transition considering yeah. you're either going to school, you're at practice all day long, you're working out and then you're going mm -hmm. to bed. So it's not like, uh, it's not too hard of a transition. Um, but it's, it's nicer to be closer to home. I mean, I'm only two hours now versus 10. Um, so, you know, when you have, whenever you get a little time off, you get to go spend with your family, get a good meal or, or you know, go out on the boat every once in a while too on a weekend. So. What, um, I, I got a couple questions about, uh, some on-field stuff, a little celebration stuff. Uh, first, though, I want to ask, um, I know that my, Miley Cyrus' Party in the USA, it was not new as the walk-up song, but mm. where? what is the, the genesis of what I call the most electric walk-up song in the country? Yeah. Uh, so my freshman year in high school, uh, I was the only freshman on varsity, and I started every game. Uh, so I guess – you know, guys, they bring up that are younger. All the seniors get to pick the walk-up song for them, and they thought it'd be kind of funny to do that or whatever, have everybody in high school make money, you know. But Hey, um, they could have done much worse, man. I'll be yeah. honest with you. The song slaps a little bit. <laughs> uh, I agree with you 100%. That's why mm -hmm. I still have it. I like it. Uh, but I didn't tell them that because they would have changed it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, smart. <laughs> so I liked it. Um, you know, I hit 300. That, like, I led the team in hitting that year, and I was like, Shoot, I'm never going to change it. And the only time I did was last year or two years ago, my last year at Coastal, and I struck out like 12 out of 13 at-bats one weekend. I was like, yeah, I'm never changing it. Again. Right, so, right back to it. Yeah, right no, back yeah. to Miley. What, what, what uh, other and, uh, superstitious – I'm sorry, Nick, my bad. Go ahead, go ahead. What other superstitious things you have to get out of slumps? Uh, I don't really have a superstitious thing. Um yeah, I don't. I'm not. I'm not too big into superstition. I mean, I like to wear the same thing every game, but that's just comfortability stuff. Not really superstition. Uh, do you have any like uh, ways to get out of it? Like, what do you do to get out of slump? Anything mental? Exercise? Reading any slump busters? Slump yeah, busters. I don't, uh, I'm. I'm not a huge uh, cage rat. Like, I know Wyatt and Colby and a bunch of guys can hit in a cage for like six, seven hours at a time if they're not doing well, and they kind of, you know, that works for them. For me, I just try to get away from baseball honestly i don't really think about going to hit i don't think about my at-bats i don't think about anything i honestly just try to put a fishing rod in my hand and go catch a few fish or something just like sometimes it. that's the best thing to do is just to get your mind off of it Perfectly. completely check out yeah. uh, nick, nick what did you do when you were in your probably quite often slumps <laughs> uh I was the uh, high offensive MVP on my high school team, Daniel. Thank you. Uh, big D3 mm. baseball player. Um, That's about the slump, slump day, busters. I, I would I would try to I would try to sneak a dip in then probably. Maybe that's it. It was a big mm. no-no at the FHSAA level. Yeah, yeah, um, I can imagine. I had to see Nick no -no. Shaw in his mouth, you know. You got you had to throw way back in by the uh, by the molars at that, at that point. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh BT, the other one is uh, a home run and, and a double celebration, um, a little belly rub. Where, yeah. where, where did the belly rub come from towards the dugout? Yeah. Um, so if, 
if you didn't look at any pictures or watch video of me at Coastal, I was about 20 pounds lighter than I am right now. Okay. Um, I think, you know, I when I came here, I was just trying to put as, put on as much weight as possible last summer to now. Um, I felt like I, if I'm going to strike out a lot, I might as well hit the ball over the fence a lot more and put on a few more pounds, uh, give myself a better chance to do that. But, uh, yeah, that was, was kind of it. You know, I put on a little weight and, you know, guys make jokes or whatnot, so I just kind of embraced it, you know. And that was kind of my uh, my double celebration. Oh, it, it was a fantastic celebration. Yeah, a Krispy Kreme double helped out a little bit too. It kind of gave <laughs> it the, yeah, the Krispy Kreme double. Yeah. What was the, what was the, uh, the the method of putting on weight? Just just anything, Krispy Kreme, Five Guys, or you just have like? No, just just kind of eating. I mean, not eating. yeah, just powerlifting and you know lift heavy and. You know, eat eat as much as I can. Eat a lot of eggs, a lot of protein, a lot of stuff like that. But it ended up just going to my stomach, not not where I wanted it to go. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I rubbed my belly and not my arms or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but well, the added weight did help. I mean, you did put the ball out of the yard. You had you had some nice leisurely jogs around the bases this year. Yeah, if you hit it over the fence, you can walk around the bases. It doesn't matter how fast. <laughs> well, like here, here's Christian something. Cream nil deal. That's what we need, man. <laughs> yeah, well, well <laughs> you, um, I, I love, I love your attitude um, on the field. Um, you, you got into it with a couple teams who maybe took a little too long of a look um, at, at home runs or said some stuff. What, what? Where, did, where does that come from? Because it, it almost seems like a catcher thing. Like you see Yachty do that kind of stuff, um, a catcher either protecting his pitcher or, or sticking up for his pitcher or his teammates. Um, where did that come in for you? Do you feel like you need to do it, or is that just something that, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand up for my guys? Well, I think it comes from football. Um, I'm super competitive. I feel like in football you kind of have to have that, that competitive edge. And, you know, I don't want to say talk a little smack, but talk a little smack, um, you know, play with you with a chip on your shoulder and um i feel like every really good player in any sport kind of has that um you know transitioning it to baseball kind of have to dial it down a little bit it's more of a i don't want to say a gentleman's game but you have to play the game the right way and you know respect your opponent um i'm a big believer in that is just playing the game the right way um and when i see somebody you know disrespecting our team our field our fans our whatever um you know i'll be the first person to step up and, and say something um but you know, I think that's just me caring about my team and, and my university that I play for, and and I'll do anything to to protect it. So, hmm. how do you how do you view baseball changing now? Because uh, I mean, you know, back when I was playing, I'm much older than you. Um, hmm. You you could you could pimp a home run, that's fine. Yeah. But I me as the guy who was on deck would not be happy with you because I'm going to be wearing one of the ribs, not you. Um, it would yeah. be that kind of that kind of instant. Do you like where the game is heading? And there's more. You know, the make baseball fun again. There's more passion. There's more celebration, stuff like that. Or do you think, hey, you can do that, but there's going to be, you know, repercussions, consequences? I mean, it's a happy medium, right? I mean, I don't think you need to take away the fun in the game. Um, but at the same time, there's a there's a fine line between having fun and being disrespectful. Mm -hmm. um, and it's kind of an unwritten rule. I guess you could say it's a, it's a gray area, um, you know, the difference between the two. I think – I think people in, in teams that play the game the right way end up winning most of the times. And I don't care how many games you win, um, but eventually it's your season's going to come to an end, not how you like it. So if you play the game the right way, it'll, it'll all fall, uh, fall where you want it to at the end of the year. 
not saying you are, but maybe you were, uh, were alluding to an SEC East rival. Uh, no, I'm talking about any team at any level, MLB, college, mm-hmm. high school. It could be a 10-year baseball tournament. It don't matter. Mm-hmm. Well, BT, uh, Silk, Nick, you got any final questions? I, I got no, one I more. Saying, what? Yeah, yeah. Other than For what me. bar your, your favorite bar in Midtown is. I'm sure that's cool. Oh, any- I wasn't, but uh, favorite bar in Midtown? I'll go to Midtown. Mm. Favorite bar like downtown? You know, I no. uh, I am now 23 years old, and there's a lot of 18. Ah, a lot of trouble. <laughs> a lot of trouble that can happen. A lot of trouble in Midtown. That's right. I, I'm a little bit Um, I, I heard a story and wanted to just get a uh, – you don't have to go in, into detail if you want. don't want to. Um. But I heard a story right after uh, Monday night, last game against Oklahoma, less than an hour after the game, you told Kevin O'Sullivan, next season starts tomorrow. Like your mentality was already, I'm coming back. This feeling sucks, and, and we're going to start working tomorrow to make sure we don't have this feeling right now. No me at time. Um, we uh... – you know, I was ultimately the one that struck out at the end of the year. And um, I looked at a bunch of different guys that, you know, didn't get to accomplish something that they wanted to. And uh, playing in college and being somewhere where I was appreciated and, you know, being around a lot of high high character individuals and, and uh, you know, having pretty much the most fun season that I've ever had, no matter what point of the season we were at, um, I walked in after we had our meeting or whatever in the dugout and I saw Sully and shook his hand and he said, you know, thanks for everything. Thanks for coming and, and playing for the Gators. And I said, well, next season starts tomorrow. And then and I just kind of looked at him and walked away. So I think he kind of got the gist and you hit it right on the head. That's kind of, that's kind of what happened. And uh, that was ultimately my, my decision, but yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. Well, BT man has an absolute pleasure. Um, I'm not sure if you're a big social media guy, but uh is there anywhere people can follow you and just kind of keep up with your life and everything else? Yeah, just, uh, you know, I don't like to put myself out there too much. I'm private mm-hmm. on Instagram and everything, but you can follow See me on Instagram. This guy's Twitter. not going to midtown, man. <laughs> 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 that's not going to midtown. Go yeah, ahead, BT. Uh, the B is for business. Go ahead, man. About that business, bro. Business time here. All right, well, now yeah, you can. Business you can, time. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the name for B and Nick can put the name for T. So uh, there you go. Yeah, man. But he's like, he's like, we appreciate BT for forever, you know? That's right. I love that. BT, thanks so much, brother. Appreciate your time. Thanks, guys. See y'all. For sure. Good conversation. He is, um, he's not just a businessman. He's a business. I like to focus, man. Man. Man stepped out of Eastern Carolina or Coastal Carolina with, um, no idea where he's gonna go. He's just about business. Like I just got something I want to get to, so I'm getting back to South Florida. Something I really want to do, and then Florida call. Hmm. He ain't, he ain't about to go to yeah, Midtown. He is. That's, uh, what, that's what happened to Nick when he entered the transfer portal. He's still waiting on the call. Academic advisor. No, yeah. Uh, hey, hey, you want to? <laughs> <laughs> academic advisor hit me up and say, "Hey, man, I don't think you're gonna be eligible for the for the spring season." Like, okay, man. Sure. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, they call you back. Um, I'm trying to beat the clock right now. 
Uh, Before we go on, a quick quick shout out to our friends, homefieldapparel.com, most comfortable vintage shirts in the game, uh, homefieldapparel.com, promo code Stadium and Gale, all one word, Uh, a lot of new stuff coming out for them. They just dropped a new line last week, dropping another new line. Um, So for your friends, family, colleagues, whatever it might be, uh, beyond just the University of Florida, uh, truly uh, some of the best designs in the game, homefieldapparel.com. Stadium and Gale promo code. Uh, Nick, what, talk to us. You know, the baseball team lost a couple, uh, not a ton. You know, having a, a number of guys coming back, including Brandon Sprout, uh, who's going to come back as your Friday starter. Gators do lose. Uh, was it Colby Thomas? Was that his name, the kid that was going to transfer from Mercer? We're going to make that up. Yes. Uh, so he uh, he is signed. He was drafted the third right. round. He he's signed. He's not going to make it. Um, the only player Florida lost uh, from the recruiting class is um, uh, your Tampa Bay Rays selected Xavier. I'm, I'm forgetting his name. He already signed already, Taylor? though. Maybe. Mm. Yeah, he's Good he's he's gone, already gone. Um, so Florida Florida is going to end up with a top ten recruiting class. Um, it's not announced yet. So uh, as we talked about earlier, I won't announce it for him um they're gonna get another outfielder in the transfer portal um that should be coming out soon and brandon sprout could sign with the mets they uh, are running out of money and the and the deadline is today to sign but i'm expecting brandon sprout um to be back it doesn't appear that uh the mets will sign their third round pick in florida's weekend rotation last like before the draft i would have said the weekend rotation would be pierce Capala who was a freshman that needed back surgery last year. We didn't really see him outside of one, um, one outing. Um, Brandon Neely, who came on towards the end of the year. And then Jack Cagliadon, um, who uh, didn't pitch last year, but started hitting towards the end of the year. And uh, that was going to be a really solid rotation. Now you're going to get your Friday night guy back at Brandon Sprout, most likely. Hurston Waldrip, uh, who pitched with uh, – Team the Team USA Collegiate National Team that Wyatt Langford was on will probably be your Saturday night guy. And then you've got three really talented guys, including two lefties who throw 95-plus to figure out on Sunday. So Florida has a lot, a lot of depth uh, in the starting rotation. Um, They're going to be really good. I'm going to be tweeting that that Bart Simpson writing on the chalkboard thing that I created. Don't overhype. I won't overhype Florida's baseball team. I'll be tweeting that. So could keep me on my toes, but um, the pitching depth Florida has, getting Wyatt Langford back, getting Ty Evans back. Um, Renee Lastress, I think Kevin O'Sullivan told me he should be ready. He had Tommy John surgery uh, during the season last year. He should be ready to play again. BT Ryapel, Colby Halter's back, Josh Rivera's back. Mm. Like Florida, Florida's going to be really, really talented um, next year. I'm not booking, I'm I'm not booking Omaha you. yet, but – very talented. Yeah. But he's not not looking at the Omaha Stakes uh, pamphlet to see what he can get when he's out there. I got you. I mean, I already know what I'm getting. We're getting the, the, bone, the biggest bone in ribeye they have. That's... I love that. Love it. Uh, no, uh, obviously, we'll talk a lot more about uh, the baseball program as we get a little bit closer to the season. But certainly appreciate BT's uh, time today. Appreciate the Gator Collective also for helping uh, set that up. Um, but certainly a, a focused young man. Nick, were you surprised he wasn't drafted? I mean, no, no. So first team or 
Right. So in, in baseball circles, um, and that's the last question I asked him uh, about him and, and Kevin Sullivan. So in, and I think you got it, we kind of got it through the whole conversation with him. It was he he's really enjoying being a college baseball player, and he it doesn't seem like his goal is to be a professional baseball player. He, he values his education and uh, mm-hmm. was looking to come to a school like Florida to get a degree to move on to that next stage of his life. And, and I think what towards the end of the year, I'm thinking, all right, well, BT is gone. He just played the toughest level of competition that he's ever played in his life and had the best season of, of his life probably. And, and I thought he'll be gone. And yeah. literally within 30 minutes of, of losing that last game, the end of their season last year, he told, he said, coach, like, what do you mean? Thanks. Like, I'll, I'll see you tomorrow. Um, like we we still have business to do here. So, um, I was surprised until, you know, I, I heard that story and I was like, wow, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. He'll be back. Yeah. No, I mean, certainly, and, and then, um, and then in baseball, in baseball circles, once you make that known, um, teams, teams, okay, well, he's not, the term would be called signable. Okay. Well, he's not signable. He wants to come back. Yeah, and I know unless you're, you know, a super high-level prospect, you know, get get a lot of money as a signing bonus and everything else, you know, playing, you know, minor league ball uh, is certainly not the the sexiest thing in the world. It's tough. It's challenging. You're you're in long bus trips. You know, for the most part, you're not staying at great hotels, great parts of town. You're usually moving to to obscure towns in the middle of nowhere and trying to work your way up. And I know, you know, especially at 23, 24 years old, and you see me 18, 19 year olds as well. Um, you know, it can be different. It can be a little bit of a culture shock, and you know, some people are ready to move on. But you know, certainly, I wonder if he has a great year. If you know, some team doesn't, you know there you know or somebody doesn't try to convince him to say hey you know life can be pretty good with a you know seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars signing bonus your way as well so man not bad not bad um let's see uh gentlemen i know we talked a little bit about recruiting when we got the show started but any other additional thoughts uh from friday night lights i'm gonna get a couple of um names of, of folks that were there uh, as well. A couple big uh, quarterback targets, DJ Lagway, uh, 2024 uh, target was on campus. And then 2025 um, QB uh, target, Colin Hurley. Uh, I think one or both are, are one or either, or, pardon me, either one. I, I know I know how to talk um, are probably, you know, I wouldn't say muskets for the Gators, but certainly uh, Gators seem to be training nicely for, for both and, and both uh, look to be pretty elite quarterbacks uh, in a couple of years, but uh, any additional thoughts on anybody else that uh, uh, came to campus this weekend? Uh, a lot of smoke about Kelby Collins. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't make it to uh, Alabama this this week. Was supposed to make it out there. Um, he's decides in a couple weeks. We we heading mm-hmm. into a dead period. We got his last visit. Um, some smoke there. Just some smoke there. We'll see what uh, Coach Spence could do, bro. But um, yeah, six I, foot I, I four, two hundred sixty five pound uh, from Gardendale High School. Um, obviously, an exceptionally talented kid. Um, but, uh, you know, did make it to Florida this past weekend, did not make it to, to Alabama uh, on three consensus 60th overall player in the country, number seven defensive line. Uh, the recruiting machine has met almost 90% Georgia, but, or uh, pardon me, Alabama, but uh, still has not 
uh, or has not been to campus recently. So um, you know, Florida definitely needs some help on the defensive line and recruiting. Uh, but you get a guy named uh, you get a guy like uh, Collins. Um, you get uh, a guy like Will Norman. Um, you know, there's definitely some some big prospects out there on the defensive line uh, for Florida to get to try to fill that out nicely. Missing the other one, Cam. Hmm. I remember his name. Cameron James. Cameron yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, Cam- Um uh, Harris. No, I'll find. He's James, right? And you might be right. <clears throat> this is Let's very, see. very great, very great radio, radio podcast. Yeah, good content, right? This is what we're. This <laughs> what we're here. That's why I pay. It pays the big bucks here. But while we look that up, any additional or final thoughts on Friday Night Lights? Uh, that's the, my, my thoughts. In. I thought we had a great, uh, great showing of visits. Um, great way to hold off Miami and their shenanigans and keep kids on campus. Uh, the barbecue, the mac and cheese didn't seem to be egregious. No, no, no crazy plates at the timeline. So, Cameron um, James. Cameron James, right? Yeah, yeah. Thought I was tripping for a second, but I you uh, that's a, that's another guy too that's been on <laughs> campus a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what his timetable is. Uh, there were reports earlier in his recruitment that he wanted to decide before fall camp. Not sure where he's at with it, but he's been mm-hmm. on campus a ton. Uh, one that could be, you know, huge if they could give him the pop before the season. Yeah, on three. Same thing Will Norman. Yeah. Will, Will Norman is a guy that I know uh, said that he wanted to make his announcement before the uh, the start of the year as well. Uh, he's over at IMG Academy. Cameron Harris. Uh, sorry for that delay. Uh, is, Cameron uh, Harris. Cameron James, geez Louise. Cameron James, six foot five, 265 pounds, uh, defensive lineman out of Olympia High School there, also in Orlando. Uh, the on three uh, recruiting prediction machine has him at almost, uh, almost 100% to Florida at 96.2. Uh, offers from uh, Georgia, UCF, uh, a number of other schools, uh, but those seem to be kind of his top three that folks are looking at. Um, on three has him ranked as the 23rd best player in the country. Number three on the defensive line. Uh, the on three consensus has him at 213 overall. Uh, but I think on three is very high on him and you're starting to see him rise on the other, uh, rankings as well. So I don't know if the other services will get him that high. Uh, but certainly I will, you know, imagine that you'll see his, um, his ranking go up, but, but definitely a guy uh, that has come a little bit out of nowhere uh, on the recruiting services, but has been offered by uh, Florida pretty early on to, uh, to Florida is uh, a new staff coming on board. So uh, definitely a guy that could, could, could be a big, um, you know, addition for Florida. Okay. I think this is, and we, I kind of talked, we, we kind of, I, Every time it's still casting, but I was like, "Yeah, it's going to be a little bit smaller. It's going to be a little more uh, exclusive than it has been." Kind of what it, you know, going back to its roots. Um, but I think back to its roots as smaller. Um, the staff did a good job of, of lining up these commitments. Uh, you know, the verbal pledges um, to kind of create some momentum and create some buzz around the program. And um, I think overall, probably the most successful Friday Night Lights that we've seen in years. So. Um, Kudos to the staff, um, and uh, you, you've got to keep – now you've got to try to keep this momentum going into uh, fall camp, which also starts this week. Yeah, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about fall camp here in a moment, but before we do that, and I, do, I have a, a hypothetical draft that we're going to do uh, to end the show out. Uh, but when you need Gator gear, 
Alumni Hall is your ultimate shopping experience. Find constantly new t-shirt designs, full-size helmet replicas, uh, and fan cave and dorm decor in their selection. You're going to be proud to be a Gator. Show off your Gator pride. Visit them in person off of Archer Road or online at, at alumnihall.com. Alumni Hall, where Gator fans shop. A lot of really great products on there. Um, some new coaches polos, uh, the new Jordan polos that are out there as well. So go check out alumnihall.com. All right, uh, we have fall camp starting here in the next couple of days. Nick, uh, give us a breakdown of what that schedule is going to look like and uh, and what we can expect. And what practices sure. uh, will you be at? Okay, so uh, not, not not any of the first couple. Uh, as I'm here mm. in North Carolina, and the team is not uh, not here. So can Florida I go will, in your stand? No, Florida what? will be uh, uh, the, the way Billy runs it. We have to apply for our credentials. We have to apply for our credentials. Can't just show up. Uh, <laughs> Do you hear that? So just show Nick, up Nick didn't even throw us the application. He didn't even let That's us get rejected. Crazy. crazy. How are they going to yeah, change the it's... application when we're at the same corner at the same time? That's <laughs> hey. We're like a shoe uh, like we should be a shoe in. <laughs> we're, all, we're literally already there, just around the corner. <laughs> yeah. Like, I turn those we're, we're, we're sitting on the corner. You can't, you can't get in. can't get an invite to the club. Stand on the corner. You're going to walk right by us. But anyway. <laughs> uh, Florida reports uh, – for camp in on Tuesday, Florida. Um, so the way that Billy runs his is uh, season only him and then select players will talk. So tomorrow, Tuesday, if you're listening to this today, uh, Mark Hockey, Rob Sale, um, Sean Spencer, and Billy Napier will all speak to the media. That'll be the last time uh, the coordinators or anyone does a public interview. Um, It'll all be Billy Napier and then players. I think tomorrow uh, there'll be three or four players speaking as well. And then the first practice, obviously, uh, and still the acclimation period, the first two practices are just in helmets. It may look like the players are in pads. They've kind of got these, like, um, not, they're not like rubber. It, it's, it's just like a, a, a mock pad, but they're not in actual shoulder pads until uh, the fourth practice of camp. So they'll practice Tuesday, Wednesday. Or, sorry, excuse me, Wednesday, Thursday, um, and then Friday, Saturday's off, and uh, there'll be media throughout the week. And then next week when I'm back will be uh, the first, you know, full pads practice. Being shells. Um, I think no. – I, so I think it, it's different now. Um, there's 25 practices, and the NCAA, it was two years ago, changed the format. You can't have any two-a-days. Uh, the number of practices you have to have in shells, I think, is like is like nine. Back in your day, the three days eating I had a three a day fan. Field. I had a three a day fan. Chew code, man, it was like prison. Bro, that's nuts. bro, that's yeah, that's uh, they don't even have enough tape to tape your ankles in JUCO. Yeah, they're free practices. Don't don't take the tape off because you ain't getting retaped. Mm. Whole team was at the training by like the third day. It's <laughs> <laughs> like eight people practicing. All right, boys. Um, we're, we'll break in. We'll break fall practice in. Uh, do all that kind of fun. I'm excited stuff about these week. interviews, man. These, these are always good. I like. I like these. 
these fall camp media stuff more than I do SEC media days. You learn more about your team and, you know, uh, their mindset and, and get to hear from your players a little bit more uh, than the general generic questions that you get. So I'm looking forward to the uh, hearing, seeing the media from our players Which and assistant coaches. Oh, sorry. Which position group are you most excited about hearing out of practice? Um, a couple different answers for different reasons. No. Let's go. <laughs> one answer, Nick. <laughs> Uh, oh, man, obviously the obviously the obviously punting, obviously punting, clearly. Yeah, the fans can't wait to hear you talk about that. But in, in terms of a in terms of competition, um, I I think Naquan Wright is going to be running back one. So I'm looking at I'm looking at the running backs because obviously I think Montreal uh, is a great back. Um, Lorenzo Lingard, when when um, Naquan was out in the spring, they loved him. I'm looking for that competition. Now, I think a lot of those guys are going to touch the ball a ton. Um, I think you could get all three of them with 100 carries, 100-plus 100 carries this year. Um, but I, I'm looking to see Naquan right. Um, and then I also need to see any kind of depth behind uh, Gravon <laughs> inside, that nose tackle and defensive tackle. Mm. Nice, nice. Phil, uh, quarterback. Yep, that's what I'm excited to hear from. Hear from man, uh, quarterback. Just this the RPO decision making. You know, uh, leadership standpoint. Uh, he gonna make this thing go, dog. So you know, I want to hear the progress of him and then everybody behind him as well. You know, um, what, what what the competition looks like, the development of the guys behind him. Um, Defensive tackle is definitely interesting, um, just depth-wise, bro. That's the scariest, probably the scariest position we got on our team uh, with depth. Um, but I want to see uh, just the opposite side of, of, of Jason Marshall. Mm -hmm. Starting to feel, starting to feel this this Jalen Kimber idea. I think, I think, I think we got some guys, man. I think our secondary is going to be really good. Um, mm -hmm. When I start looking at it, I start looking at Patrick Tony's defense on YouTube the last couple of weeks and the style they play in. Um, watching that Louisiana defense, how they attack, um, how they disguise things, bro. It's, just, it's, it's, it's very smart defense, man. I think we're going to be playing with a different edge uh, from that standpoint as far as, like, uh, scheme. I'm just excited about that scheme in our secondary. We're going to be getting our hands on people. Uh, we didn't do that the last couple of years with Grantham. Uh, allowed a lot of free releasing. Uh, we're going to be able to get our hands on We're going to put a lot of zero coverage. going to be situations where it looked like we're in some zones, but we're not. Uh, a lot of creeper, a lot of safeties walking down into boxes. You don't know if they're blitzing or not. So, um, and safeties. Mm. Um, Dan, you, boxes have been your thing this show, man. But safeties and corners is, is probably my Not just position. in this show, Silk. Uh, anyway. Um, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, been a thing I've been interested in for a long time now. Um, so, I would say for me – uh, wide receiver is probably something that I'm most curious to see right, who's going right. to separate, who's going to be the, the one, two, three there. Um, I think that there's a lot of intriguing talent there. I think that there's been a lot said about the inexperience of the group and certainly that a lot of them are the kind of the same size and stature and same mold of a person. Uh, but I do think that there's a lot of talent. I think that there's guys that were very highly regarded coming out of high school that you're going to get an opportunity, you know, uh, Weston and Frazier's and, you know, certainly Creed Whittemore has an opportunity or um, uh, the older Whittemore, pardon me, has an opportunity to um, 
make an impact this year. And, you know, you're, you're bringing Ricky Persall and, and, you know, Justin Shorter has his opportunity to, you know, close out his college career too. So I do think that there's a, a lot of talent still there and I'm curious to see how they all uh, play out. And then, you know, certainly would love to see, you know, what happens at defensive tackle, right? Obviously Gervon is a, a guy that, you know, is going to be relied on heavily, but, but what's next to that. And, you know, what, what are, is Florida going to be able to do to, to, to plug up, um, you know, the gaps there in the offensive line. So I'm curious to see uh, from the offensive line, pardon me. Uh, so I'm curious to see what defensive uh, tackle looks like and, and how they're able to uh, to grow and, and mold. So, uh, gentlemen, have a Dan, game. Dan, Dan hit Dan hit Trent Whittemore with the Creed's brother. You know yeah, that. Yeah, Creed's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Creed's uh, brother. Yeah, the other yeah, Whittemore. It is. Yeah, yeah, the other, the other <laughs> Whittemore. It took a while and Nick – if you saw me wrong, stumble wrong around for Cameron James's uh, name for about four <laughs> minutes, there, uh, it's got to be. Uh, we got to get better on this. Uh, the audio. Uh, I'm in. Uh, I'm in off season. I've put on weight. Uh, I've not been hitting the uh, the name um, weights like I should. So I'll uh, I'll name work mates. on that. That's on me. Um, Just right. doing the weight. Yeah, yeah. Not not doing uh, not doing depth chart curls in the off season. So I got to. It's about that time. Um, Silk, Nick, I want to play a quick game with you. Should go uh, quickly. I didn't even tell you guys uh, about this. I'm going to throw this on. Um, we did a couple weeks ago where we picked a, uh, a wide receiver uh, and running back uh, or, or pardon me, a wide receiver, uh, running back, quarterback trio. Uh, today I want to hit a backfield um, quad. So two safeties, two cornerbacks that you want in your backfield of all time, uh, we are going to pull up Feel ambush. the spinning wheel. You are total ambush. Total time to think. Total ambush. Total ambush because him, of his of his poor showing last time. He didn't he even give us a chance. Yeah, he prepared. No, this you. is nuts. No, I, I really did. I actually just wrote it down. Uh, just a bunch of blank names. Just thinking about it. I don't get to choose who gets to go first. Uh, so. Corey, oh, this is a setup. This is an ambush. You get to go first. Congratulations. All I right. appreciate it. You get to go first. Then Nicholas, you get to go second. And then I'll go Beautiful. third. All right. And we'll we'll allow mm -hmm. the uh, the fans to vote on this as well. So you won in decisive fashion last time. Nick, you came in a relatively close second and of course in a very distant third there i sat so you ambushed us yeah i did ambush all right i think i'm prepared you gotta go you gotta go heavy out the gate you gotta take something that's very valuable um mm -hmm. give me reggie nelson mm. Mm. solid i'm gonna go there's a ton of cornerbacks to go with um i don't think i'll be uh, too upset with any of them, uh, but I'm going to go with cornerback first and go with Joe Hayden. Mm. Okay, so just writing these down. Let's see, Hayden. I'm going to go with uh, Kiwan Ratliff. Oh, scratch. Mm. And then I think I'm going to go. Because I know Silk's going to take him. So if I don't take him now, I'm going to pick Lewis Oliver. Oh, Solid. very sneaky. Very, very sneaky. sneaky. I knew he'd be available if the snake very came around sneaky. twice. 
So, That's early for, okay. for Lewis, though. That's it is, but I, I, I feel I like I've got some, some good options to keep okay. him away from me. Okay. Okay. okay, I'm going to go with um, at a corner. I'm going to go with Kiki, Keanu Neal, as my first safety. Okay. It's on me, huh? Yeah, you go twice. Uh, give me, uh, give me Vern at corner, and give me Jinx at corner. Mm. I knew Janoris was coming for you. Yeah, I'm gonna take. Uh, man, we're we're hitting. I'm going Lawrence Wright. All right, we're, we are hitting. So. Oh, yeah, you bring you bring some violence. We, we are hitting. We we are getting we are getting we are gonna be the most flag team in the college football with, with my two safeties. Yeah. I'm gonna go Lido Shepard. Nice. And then Yes, mm, hmm. I'll go. Jarvis Williams, because hmm. you know how I like to go. Like yeah, to go old least. school. Like to like to bridge the gaps, generational divides here. Hmm. Hold on, boys. I'm just publishing my story on vacation because Brandon's pro's back. No gotta, big deal. Got to do some work real quick. Um, who's left for cornerback? I know I'm going to miss somebody big because he's sprung on us like a sneaky snake. Um, man. You could go uh, Lucius Purifoy. Um, um, I think Robertson. I'm going to go. You go Fred Weary. You could go Marquis Anderson. A whole slew of names. I think I'm, I'm going to go with um, – I'm gonna go with my guy, McDaniel. My guy, my guy, Jalen Tabor. So I've got, okay. I got two corners. I got, I got Joe Hayden. I got Tabor. Two fives, two Maryland boys, um, and then I just got Payne and Payne at safety. Mm-hmm. So, give him my dog Ahmad, man. You yeah, know, give him my dog Ahmad, bro. I got Ahmad and Reggie at the safety, and I got Jinx and, and Vern at the corners, man. I like it. I got I three number ones on, on there on the lowest of keys. You do, and then a thirty-five. <laughs> That's a random ass thirty-five. Right <laughs> are, we doing, are we doing? Are we doing a nickel? Or are we done here? Um, I think we're done here. Okay, cool. Just two, just two and two. Um, next week, so we can prepare. Um, we'll do offense our defensive line and linebacker so we'll do two de's um two d tackles and then a couple linebackers or we'll just do one day defensive end one defensive tackle and we'll do two linebackers that sounds um, better for middle linebacker and an outside linebacker i say one defensive tackle two dns okay DT, D E, D E, 
LB, LB. Okay, cool. Uh, shout out to Carlos Dunlap. I know that he just got picked up by the uh, Kansas City Chiefs for his 13th season in the NFL. And I saw that Antonio Valentino uh, was signed to the active roster for the Seattle Seahawks uh, today. So congratulations to the both of them. Silk, um, why don't you give us a Manscaped ad read? And then I have a, a little small announcement for everybody after. Already, man. Uh, Manscaped. Y'all know what it is. Manscaped.com, the best of the best when it comes to man, men grooming. Uh, whether you're shaving your head or you're shaving your balls, or you're shaving your legs, whatever you're shaving, the lawnmower 4.0 is the proper equipment for it. No snacks, no cuts. Uh, you can use it in the shower. It's shower proof. Also has a laser light if you want to use it in the dark. Um, great utensil for uh, men grooming. Uh, they also have the weed whacker, uh, body wash, uh, nail clippers, ball deodorant ball spritzer, anything a man needs to groom and keep himself tidy and none sweaty this summer, uh, manscaped.com. Use coupon code 20SG at checkout for 20% off and free shipping. Love it. Uh, I do have an announcement. We have a new sponsor that is hopping on with us next week. Uh, the contract just got sent over, so super excited to announce them next week. Um, but we will need your support, so we will bring that up next week. We're super excited about this one. We'll definitely and absolutely hit the news. you make an announcement about an announcement? I am, but I want everybody to pay attention. We're going to need their help. <laughs> so I'm preparing them that, hey, I'm going to need you to buy some stuff next week. Uh, for us so just be on the lookout that we're going to ask and beg for your money again speaking of begging for your money uh visit the stadium and gale shop uh, a lot of great designs on there shout out to nick's papa who uh who, who dropped some bread this weekend a lot of great stuff out there uh on our store stadiumandgale.com slash shop um so yeah that's all i got shout out to frank frank's the shout goat to dad you're listening yeah. shout out frank to you time. thanks Thanks for uh, dog sitting while I'm up here on vacation. Mm, you gotta get you gotta get Frank some some, some kids to babysit, bro. This dog. Let's say, let's good. say, let's calm down, bro. That's yes. that's not, wait. Let's he's dog right down. now, currently. Uh, like in North Carolina? No, man. Like he, what? you made no, him he's go in Gainesville. Up the dogs Gainesville? are in Gainesville. The dogs are in Gainesville, <laughs> bro. You thought he brought his dad and the dog on vacation? Yeah, he brought his dad. He brought his dad from retirement uh, in South Florida near the beaches to put him in the middle of the state of Florida at the hottest (laughs) time of year. It's the devil's armpit right now. He's like, hey, just watch my dogs. It's nuts. That's a good dad. Appreciate him. Shout out to Frank, man. Shout out to Frank. Frank the Tank. All right. uh, Is it my song of the week? I don't remember. Nick had the shanty. No, you're doing this. That's right. He had Luke Combs. Big shout out. So good so, song so last week. week. Okay. You're up. Um, all right. I'm going to play um, my guy, Elenium, and a new song called All That Really Matters. Um, normally, he's a uh, he's kind of a dubstep beat drop type of guy, but this one, a uh, mm. lot of good lyrics, a uh, really good song, I think, for everybody to, uh, to listen to. So all that really matters, Elenium. Uh, boys, we'll see you at the same corner, same time next week. You already know. Learning how to live when there's no one around 
It's like learning how to feel when the drugs run out You can see my scars cause I'm wearing them proud Even with my broken parts I feel better now If I could crawl in the mind and give any advice to my younger self Find something you can hold on to Find someone who'll be there for you Cause that's all that really matters in the end Find somewhere you can come home to Find someone that'll die for you Cause that's all that really matters in the end It's love, love, love Cause that's all that really matters in the end It's love, love. 